In the name of the one holy and triune God. Amen. Before becoming your bishop, I was blessed to be a student and professor of Christian mission and world Christianity at the Episcopal Divinity School in Cambridge, Massachusetts for over two decades. So you probably won't be surprised when I say I love the Feast of Pentecost. I love the Feast of Pentecost because it is fundamentally about God's mission in the whole world. Pentecost is the story of how God embraces our incredible God-giving differences through the power of the Holy Spirit and then sends us out to be active agents, apostles of God's mission of restoration and reconciliation in the whole world. Pentecost thus is a celebration, a celebration of our God-given differences as a source for for our participation in God's mission through the power of the Holy Spirit, in whatever new contexts and places we find ourselves. The setting in our lesson from Acts is the city of Jerusalem. The streets are crowded and filled with all kinds of people who have come to celebrate the festival of the giving of the law to Moses. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya, Romans, people from Crete and Arabs, the whole world was gathered together in this most cosmopolitan city. And the followers of Jesus are in Jerusalem too. They had just witnessed the ascension of their Lord, and now they waited. They waited in this great multicultural metropolis, wondering what to do next. What were they to do now that Jesus was no longer physically with them? And God, in God's faithfulness, does not leave the followers of Jesus confused and waiting for long. As they gather together, perhaps in the same upper room where the resurrected Jesus had first appeared to them, they heard a sound like a rush of a mighty wind, and tongues of fire come down and rest upon them. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the triune God, the comforter, the advocate, the omnipresent reality of God. And filled with the Holy Spirit, this early band of Christians immediately speak in the tongues and the languages and the vernaculars of the many people who had gathered in Jerusalem. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, the followers of Jesus miraculously proclaim in the vernaculars of the people gathered there the good news of God in Jesus and the mighty works of God in the world. 
sent by the Holy Spirit, the apostles, those who are sent, leave the safe confines of the upper room and move out into the world to proclaim the peace, the peace of Christ. And from that moment on, the Jesus movement, as our presiding bishop Michael Curry likes to call the church, the Jesus movement would no longer be comprised of only a small band who had walked with Jesus. Beginning with Pentecost, the body of Christ, enlivened by the Holy Spirit, is called and empowered to go out from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. What had been a local Jewish phenomenon was now a global reality. The mission of God, the mission of Jesus, the mission of the church was to extend to the ends of the earth. And so in Pentecost, God uses our differences, our differences as a means through which the incarnate one enters into the particulars and the wonderful and diverse languages and cultures and ethnicities and races and identities of the world. In the light of Pentecost, difference is not a problem to be solved, but rather a gift of God. Difference is a gift of God the means by which we go about God's mission in the world. And God's embrace of our differences and the imperative for the good news to be heard in each person's language and vernacular, what my former friend and colleague recently passed, Yale San, uh, Laman Sane from Yale Divinity School has caused, called the translatability of the gospel this translatability of the gospel has resulted in the miraculous explosion of the body of Christ around the world, especially in the last century. Did you know that in the beginning of the 20th century, close to 70% of the 550 million Christians in the world lived in the industrialized West? Well, today, almost 70%, of the two billion Christians in the world, live in Asia, Africa, Latin America, and the Pacific. In other words, there's been a complete inversion of the church from the West in the 20th century to a global phenomenon today. Further, 50 years ago, the majority of Anglicans, Episcopalians in the world looked and sounded like me. They were white, Western, English-speaking. And today that is no longer the case, as the contemporary Anglican communion is made up of 39 regional or national churches, of which the Episcopal Church is just one, in 164 countries with over 80 million members, the majority of whom live in Africa and Asia, and for whom English is not their first language. We are indeed living in a new Pentecost. So what does it mean for us that God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, in this new Pentecost, embraces us, each and every one of us, 
in our many different languages, contexts, ethnicities, races, and identities, both around the world and right here in Connecticut. It means that God loves all the differences that God has created. Differences are to be celebrated and embraced. Yet all too often, difference is seen as a problem to be eradicated. This, I'm sorry to say, is the roots of white supremacy. The racism that so consumes our nation, resulting in the horrific violence and death of George Floyd this past week in Minneapolis, is a gross display of the preferred sense of difference as a problem rather than as a blessing and gift from God. Pentecost stands in the face of white supremacy and racism. And second, Pentecost affirms that each and every one of us, by virtue of our baptism, are commissioned, co-missioned in God's mission of restoration and reconciliation. In a moment, we will affirm our baptisms in the words of the baptismal covenant. And we will say we want to be about God's mission in the world and in whatever context God places us. And we will promise to live lives of worship, forgiveness, repentance, proclamation, and justice-making, the five post-credal promises that we affirm in our baptismal covenant. And then each and every one of us, in all of our differences, will be called and empowered to be about God's mission in the world, in Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And each of us, as St. Paul reminds us in in our first letter from the Corinthians this morning, are given a different manifestation of the Spirit in baptism, with some the utterance of wisdom, another the utterance of knowledge, some the gift of faith, and another the gift of healing, some the working of miracles, another prophecy, some the discernment of spirits, another various kinds of tongues. Paul really does say it best. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit, we were all baptized into the one body, Jews and Greeks, slaves or free, we are all made to drink of the one spirit. Max Warren, the great Anglican mission leader of the mid-20th century, who was the general secretary of the English Church Missionary Society, is credited with saying, it takes the whole world to know the whole gospel. It takes the whole world to know the whole gospel. In other words, it takes all of us, each and every one of us, through our baptisms, in all the many different ways God has created us, with our many gifts, to be about and herald the fullness of God's love 
in creation for all people. God embraces us in our differences, compels us to share the love of God in the whole world. So Pentecost is not a celebration of the birth of the church, no matter what you've been told in the past. That makes it about the church and not about the mission of God. Rather, Pentecost is the feast of God's mission in the whole world. And our invitation, our commission to participate in God's mission through our baptisms in the power of the Holy Spirit, so that all of our differences and all of our God-given gifts can be used to extend God's love for all people. So the power of the Holy Spirit in this new Pentecost, in which we find ourselves, is real and alive. We are being called. In fact, we are being compelled in the season of COVID-19 to proclaim the good news of God in Jesus Christ in all of the new languages of Facebook and Zoom and YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and any other avenue of social media, media that, we are, that many of us are discovering for the first time because we cannot worship in our buildings. Let us revel, let us revel in our God-given differences and offer our many and diverse gifts in service to God's mission of restoration and reconciliation in the power of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen.